From Baltimore, Maryland, this is The Stoop Sessions, a One Hope podcast. Join us for conversations about ministry on The Stoop. Learn more about our work at www.onehope.gives. Hello? TC. TC Taylor is the pastor of One Fellowship in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hey, hey, what's going on, Brother Joe? How you doing? I'm good. How you doing, man? You might remember T.C. Taylor. I had him on the stoop back in June. Good friend of mine. Thought we'd give him a call first and talk about public school. Well, when was it? In June? And um, I just felt like, man, I miss talking to T.C. on the stoop, so I needed to call you again. But particularly, though, we got a question for you, all right? So we're talking about school. And I know that you send your kids to public school and your wife is a public school teacher. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. What grades are your kids in? So, man, my daughter is in the first grade, and my son is in pre-kindergarten. All right, so here's the question. One of the questions we often get is, what do you do for school with your kids? Hey, we're back on the stoop, and um, today we're talking part two to our schooling episode. Yeah, we thought after we made our case for uh, why we send our kids to public schools. Unapologetically. Yeah, that maybe it would be good to um, hear some other voices on the subject uh, in addition to public school options. Why do you guys... Because your kids go to public school, right? They do, yep, yep. Yeah. So could you give us a little reason, uh, you know, case as to why you guys chose to send your kids to public school and maybe even why your wife... Hey, is your wife there? Actually, she's not, man. I think she's actually driving home now from her, from, from work. So yeah, I would yeah. I would so much rather be talking to your wife Ouch. on this. No, I'm just I'm, playing with. I'm oh, just on playing this, with you on this. No, <laughs> but seriously though, uh, back in the day when I used to hang out at your house a lot, your wife always was like such a teacher for your kids. Like she had things all over the yeah. walls, and so she's a, she's a, teaching yeah. is in her blood. Why does your wife yeah. teach public school, and why do you guys send your kids to public school? I think for her, she sees that as a calling being able to uh, teach and and minister to the students that she has the opportunity to engage with. She did get a homeschool co-op one day a week for for two two years, and she did do that. But she, she, if you ask her, she would say she believes that being in the public school system is where she needs to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, praise God for her. And and Trinity, to first uh, kindergarten, I guess, pre-K, kindergarten, first grade, uh, uh, public school. Um, so, no, so actually it's, it's kind of an interesting dynamic when you, when you ask. So, you know, COVID was, was crazy last year, right? So last year what we were going to do was she was actually going to go with Crystal for that one day because Crystal was teaching that one day and she was actually going to go uh, uh, and, and do that there. But then we ended up, uh, she actually ended up Trinity actually to kindergarten at home. So we, so we, I guess we weren't against homeschool either because we homeschooled her at home last year. But... I do. Let, let me say this though. I, I do think that we need to make sure that we don't we don't base uh, our Christianity on the decision that you make, mm. whether you're homeschooled, Christian school, or public school. Because you have churches that's like that's the homeschool church, right? Or mm-hmm. or there are churches where all our kids go to the same Christian school, or you know whatever. And then even on the other side of things, you have people that look down when people homeschool their kids, and you're like. Man, your kid's weird because they get homeschooled. I don't, you know, I mean, so I think we got to be careful that we don't um, that we don't disciple our people in a way 
to think that there's only one way for your child to be educated. That's right. Okay. Um, and so right now for us, uh, we think that public school is, is a good option. I think uh, it's good. I think in some ways uh, for your kids to be able to engage uh, uh, with, with, with different kinds of people, right? So to be able to learn how to engage uh, in, in settings even outside the church, right? Or outside of, outside of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think though that Every, I, I do think it could be dangerous as well, right? And so uh, I, I do think it could be dangerous as well. And, and there are concerns, right, as we look at our culture and we look at kind of where our culture is going, our society, uh, when, it, when it comes to certain certain issues, that, that does, does make it make it a little, a little challenging. Uh, but, but I do still think that there can be benefits to, to your kids being in, in school settings uh, where um, – yeah, where it's where it's not not necessarily a Christian a, a Christian a, a setting. I, but but I, again, let me say this: we have to recognize, and this is a word I need to hear, and we all need to hear that that no matter if you send your kids to public school, Christian school, it's still the responsibility of parents to to, to give their kids a Christian worldview. Let me say one more thing though, too, bro. Like we have to understand too, like the reality of 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 of, uh, of, of economics. Mm. Right, like everybody can't afford to send their kids to a Christian school. Yeah, right. Now that's a good word, bro. And uh, again, man, I appreciate uh, you and your wife and uh, your care for your kids and the way that you guys have been navigating it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and thanks. And I guess another thing, right now, that's what we're doing. Who's to say what the future is going to hold? Right. So we're not. Right, right. We're not. We're not sold into any one thing being the thing that's the most faithful. We want to do what, what we think is, is best, what we can do in, with our, with, 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 uh, in the situation that, that we're actually in. And another thing to listeners listening to this, know your kids. Because knowing your kids also helps you understand. Like, man, some of you might be in a situation where you have kids that are, um, uh, that they're easily followers and not leaders. You know, that, that, that going into a public school setting might not be the wisest uh, for them. Because you know them and you know their situation. Maybe it's even the fact the classroom size are too Whatever it is, people have to know their kids. There's not a one size fit all, and you can be faithful on all sides of the spectrum. Mm. That's good, bro. Hey, tell yeah. Crystal we said hello. Hey, absolutely, man. Grace and peace. God bless you guys. Thanks, Talk man. to you later, bud. Yeah. Uh, At the end of the day, we just want everybody to know that you have options. Exactly. Exactly. So here's here's the thought: is um, we've got some friends that serve in different capacities. I'm thinking primarily of pastors, just for what it's worth. I mostly know pastors. And uh, so I'm thinking of some pastors that we can call that have taken some different approaches to education. We just heard from TC, and uh, that's just to kind of like, hey, hey, here's another voice of somebody that's sending their kids to public schools. Just another one. Not trying to slant you either way. No, but we're making a case. That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So... Who should we call first? Well, you know, somebody that I thought of. All right, so <laughs> TC said that uh, not everybody can send their kids to Christian school. No one can afford Not a lot of people can afford it. Yep. Right. I, I know a guy in Minneapolis, John Erickson. Do you know John? Yes. Do you know John? Nope, I don't think I'm All right, you're going to get to know John. So John okay. is a guy that has been part of a school. He, I think he sent his kids to the school that uh, does a, a lot of, like, somehow free or greatly reduced Christian education for kids. So. It's Hope Academy. It's crazy. Let's give John a call. Let's call him. Let's do it. Minneapolis. 
Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Minnesota. By the time I figure out how to say it, we would have already had him on the phone by now. John Erickson is the pastor of Jubilee Community Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hey, guys. Hey, brother. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm good. We're good. So, John, we've got a podcast and we're focusing on school. The, the podcast is called The Stoop Sessions, by the way. So we're focusing on like conversations on the stoop, things that we talk about. And uh, one of the things we've been talking about is school. We sort of made a case for why we could send our kids to public school. And we're thinking through who are some of our friends that are doing some creative options uh, outside of public school. So that's you, brother. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> hey, tell us about so, your school. What do you guys do? Yeah. Yeah. So we live in Minneapolis in the inner city, similar neighborhood to y'all. Okay. Um, we have seven kids. We have had kids in charter school, private school, homeschool, all those things. Um, a good friend of ours started an urban Christian school called Hope Academy nearby. Mm-hmm. And we're a big fan of that school and a big fan of people starting Christ-centered schools in cities. Most private schools uh, are either, if they're in the hood, they're, they're really struggling mm-hmm. or they're in suburban areas. And so he tried to get start a school that would thrive, be Christ-centered, but be in the city for children of the city. And uh, that's exactly what Hope Academy has been. And it's been a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. So... Um, so with five of our kids went to Hope Academy. Okay. Yeah. With Hope Academy, uh, I'm thinking of like the context, of course. So mostly kids can't afford private schools. Do they do anything about that? Like, is there a way that kids can be part of Hope Academy that's affordable? They do. Yeah. So 85% of the kids that go to Hope are from what they consider at risk families, Mm -hmm. uh, families that don't have a lot of other great options. Most schools are funded 90% by tuition, 10% by donation. At Hope, they flip that. It's funded 90% by donation, 10% by tuition. Mm. So a lot of families are paying $50, $60, $70 a month. Wow. um, And getting, yeah, a a really great education, which means they have to raise a lot of money, but God has blessed them, and they've done it. And uh, Hope Academy is helping to start other like-minded schools around the country. Do you feel like that hurts at all? Like the public neighborhood schools? Have you ever thought about that? Like that's, that's something that, you know, people yeah, talk I've thought about, about charter a lot. schools. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've lived in our neighborhood for 40 years. I went to our local public schools. They mm-hmm. were really, uh, had a lot of challenges and brokenness when I was there and that's not really changed. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think the argument is, Normally, competition helps businesses thrive, mm. like the, the neighborhood restaurant that doesn't do the dishes and their food's nasty. Like, it goes out of business. Everybody's like, that's okay. It wasn't good, right? Mm. But with schools, it just keeps going on. In our city, they keep saying, you know, are you four kids? And that means if you're four kids, then more money. So right now, Minneapolis is getting $18,000 per student but the students at our no- local public school less than 20% read at grade level. Wow. And, and that's been true pretty much my whole life. So to me, it's to say each one of our kids is so precious, creating the image of God, 
we've got to have other options for them. Mm. We've got to, we've got to think creatively. And so we've homeschooled our kids as well for, for different years, different seasons. That's been sweet. A, a lot of people say, well, I can never homeschool. We just say, man, when they're in kindergarten, read good books, spend time with them, love one another. And it's amazing how much kids learn. And then people say to us, well, you know, do they know anybody in the neighborhood? Our kids all played on the neighborhood sports teams. I coached our neighborhood uh, park and rec basketball team, baseball team. I coached at the local high school and our kids played for the local high school. And uh, so, you know, there's options even if you're not in the public school. But, uh, yeah, that's some of the things we've done. Yeah, I think I, uh, what we're seeing is like a holistic perspective of, no, we actually do get all of these things that you think you would miss. Um without doing the public school route. Mm. Well, brother, I appreciate your love uh, for, for your kids as well as your neighborhood kids. And uh, just being yeah. part of that, I think that's, that's cool. If somebody wanted to check out uh, Hope as a, as a model, as an example, what's their website? Do you know? Yeah, just Google Hope Academy Minneapolis. It'll come up. I don't have their website memorized, but it's, it's, it's pretty accessible. Cool. cool. And, uh, and their movement to, to start other schools is called Spreading Hope. Mm. Spreading hope. My bottom line would just be no perfect solution, right? Every every solution has its drawbacks, mm. but when believers are in community together, praying that God would lead them, He does. And mm. uh, there's a lot of really cool options. And having uh, children and being a parent is an incredible challenge, incredible stewardship, incredible opportunity. Though our oldest. Just got married and is working for Minneapolis Park Police, and I go, wow, I can't be that old, but I've got guy doing that, but loves Jesus and his wife loves Jesus. And so that's the, that's the big goal for believers, right? It's good. Lord, help us to help Mm -hmm. our kids navigate the the challenges uh, of of all the things this world's throwing at them so that they love Jesus and and get an education in the midst of, yeah, seeking to love our neighbors. While I have you on the podcast, is is John Piper your neighbor? He lives across the street from us. That's that's right. Do you ever, do you ever see... Do you ever see John Piper watching TV through his window and you text him and John say, Hey, Piper don't, doesn't watch don't waste your life. You know, I haven't done that. <laughs> I, I've got plenty of, plenty of pastor John stories, but, uh, I, I used to be the youth pastor for his two boys and his, his one son would come over to watch baseball cause they didn't have a TV at their house. So kind of worked, uh, that's awesome, but, but loads of integrity in that dude's life. Yeah. And, uh, the real deal living in the neighborhood and sharing the gospel with people on the block and, yeah. yeah, I'm encouraged by him. Well, he's got a great neighbor as well, brother. Honestly, thanks for your faithfulness. I know it's the Lord, but still, it's good that you're there. And um, it was good that you highlighted different seasons, different needs for your kids at different times. And I think that that's what is, you know, fueling our conversation. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like people that think they can't homeschool, I just want to say, like, you can. Like, don't do it because you think you can't. Like, you can. Mm. And uh, it's interesting the last two years, what's happening, just a lot of people are reassessing their options and what do they do and you know, just what's going to lead to freedom and joy for their children, for them, mm-hmm. for the family. And so just thinking outside the box, having these conversations is, is, is really important. So yeah. good job for doing it. Well, praise God, brother. Man, I'm always so encouraged by you. You've always been a, been a blessing to me. And so uh, I say that not because you're on our podcast, but you're you're a example of... Uh, solid, healthy pastoral ministry that cares for your flock. So appreciate it. Well, thankful for you, Joel. Thank you for you, Stephanie. Oh, you guys are 
Fantastic. All right, brother. I won't keep you. All right. Blessings. Thanks for doing the podcast. I was listening the other day. It was good. Oh, Aww, that's what's thanks, up. Thanks, bro. <laughs> awesome. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Grace and peace. See you. Bye. Bye. Just finished with John. I think he um, gave good insight. Yeah. Something that our listeners would appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. I think he one talked about um, you know why why um, attend or participate or promote a private school when you know a lot of public schools are, are there and mm-hmm. they're not able to navigate. And he he was clear to say, well, you know, I've been part of the broken system for a while, and it's it's worth it to give our kids um, a good education. And they are engaging with the neighborhood. You know, he brought up, my kids know um, their neighborhood. They've been playing. They've been um, an integral part of this block. And so um, he's not losing any connection that way. So I thought that that was good, a good way to, to balance the two. So He's not removing his kids from um, a context purposely. He's just saying this is another smarter way to think about it. That's good. Yeah. Talking to John made me think of another guy named Joe. John and Joe. And uh, I don't know if you guys have met Joe yet, but uh, he's a really great guy, good pastor. Um, I've gotten to know him through some common circles. And uh, he started a school, I think it meets in his church, like kind of a small inner city elementary school. We should like call him and ask him. Let's find out. (laughs) Let's Let's dial somebody on this too. Let's Let's see if he answers. Let's do it. Joe and Duncan May live in Winston-Salem. Joe is a pastor of Rise Church, and Duncan is the executive director of Rise Hello. Academy. Yo, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? This is Joel. How are you? I'm good. How good. are you doing? Good, man, good. Good. So uh, we are recording right now the Stoop Sessions. It's a podcast of oh, ours. It's a good podcast. Oh, you listen to it? I do. We have more than three listeners. Oh, man. This right. is wow. Number four. <laughs> okay. Number four. It's my mom, <laughs> my dad, my brother, and Joe May. Joe May. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a lineup. It is, man. Um, hey, uh, first of all, welcome to the stoop. Man, we've been talking through schooling and um we, we're doing I guess you could say part one and part two for schooling. The part one was us just talking about our own experience with our kids in public school. That's the route we've taken. We don't think it's the only route. We think there's benefits to it. There's downsides. Um, but we, uh, we made a case for public school. However, we also wanted to just hear other voices because we know that there's other great options. So I've always sure. just been intrigued personally about what you're doing with a school there. So could you just tell us about it? Yeah. Yeah. So we um, started Rise Academy Rise? A year after Rise, that's right. Um, so we, we started, well, we moved into our community to, to work towards planting our church. And then a year later, uh, we started Rise Academy. And we started with a kindergarten class, started with five students. Um, it's up to 11 now. And then we have the vision to just add a grade each year as long as God allows. That's great. Um, so what grade are you, are you up to? So now it's K through three. So you've got how many kids in the school? Uh, 33, wow. 33 kids. We, we cap our classes at, uh, well, I just said we have 11 in our third grade, but we, we try to cap it at 10 so we can kind of foster this more intimate and uh, holistic 
Is this like a, a, I'm picturing like a one room, like Laura Engel schoolhouse. Is that Little House in the Prairie? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Joe. Go Uh, back. I'm sorry. This is not, uh, not Little House on the Prairie, but we, there's actually an older church facility that um, was built as a school, um, actually kind of in response to uh, desegregation. And so we're kind of rewriting the history of that building a little bit. Wow. Um, so uh, but just, it, just to get into the history, I would imagine it was built as a school for white kids who don't want correct. their kids to go to school with black kids. That's correct. And so rewriting the history means you're filling it with black kids. Did, Take no. that, founders of this building. <laughs> that's right. That's I, it. I love it. And, 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 to be, and to be really clear, the, the current pastor wanted that to be the new story. So... Um, and their facility being built as a school originally um, made it possible for us to kind of move in there in terms of code and everything because they grandfathered in in a lot of ways. That's sweet. How do you guys go about funding uh, the school? To go about funding the school? Yeah, like how, how do you get the, do you like fundraise? How, how do you, uh, yeah. how are you able to? Yeah, it's interesting. The um, On the church side of things, our, our budget is, is almost entirely supported by partner churches. And in the school side of things, it's almost entirely supported by individual donors. So do the kids We, we charge a tuition, but it's, it's a sliding scale. Um, and it is, it's very little. We, we would not ask anybody to leave because of unpaid tuition mm-hmm. and they can do other things to pay it off. So Delicious. they can um, help clean or donate food, come read with kids, that kind of thing. That's awesome, bro. I'm like, how do we go visit? But let's stay at the task. Come on down. <laughs> yeah. As, as you're thinking of like gospel opportunities, is, is this in some yeah. ways evangelism as well? Like are these kids uh, coming from homes that might not be Christians? Or are they uh, coming from homes that are definitely all giving a, a profession of faith? Like that's part of requirement to be in the school? Or how do you guys right. think of like the outreach opportunity that a school presents? Yeah. So we are very clearly a Christian school. So we're, we make that very clear that that's what we're about. Um, but we don't require any family to, to profess faith to come. Um, a lot of the, the students are a part of our church as well, affiliated with our church in some way. Um, but that's not a requirement. Um, and, you know, we, we do have a covenant that we ask parents to sign, but it's, it's basically I, I'm, I'm committing to meet these certain expectations and provide this type of care for my kid and mm-hmm. uh, to be involved at the school. So You say your wife is pretty involved. Like what's, what's her role? Like what, what does she do? Everything. <laughs> so she, she's, she's the executive director is her title. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's the one that has a brain. And so she knows how to do education is her background. Um, she actually taught in the public school, um, prior to this. And so, uh, she, she knows all the pedagogy stuff and, and structures everything, and, and she really casts the vision for it and keeps it running. That's sweet. Shout out to Duncan. Yeah, That's Duncan's like, awesome. Like, Is your wife there? Here she comes. Hey. Hello. Hey, hey Duncan. There's How like you doing? three of us on this phone call. Okay. We're doing a podcast on schooling. Just wanted to talk to your husband about uh, about your school. So... 
yeah. I hear that you like awesome. you're like the godmother of the school. He just wanted to brains. use like my terms. <laughs> <laughs> the brains. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's the right title, but I feel like that, so we'll go with it. The GM. And so, what was um, yeah. your hist your history, your background in um, public school? So, what what's the what's the drive for not staying in a public school setting, but making or building the Rise Academy? Is it Rise Academy? It's Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, I thought I was out of education completely. Um, when I left the public school, I thought I was done with education. But as God often does, um, he had a totally different plan than what I thought. And so over the course of living in our community, building relationships with families, making genuine friendships, we just realized there was a deep need for a place where families could feel connected to what their children were doing at school and, and not feel like they were on the outside looking in. Um, and so we just knew God was asking us to create this place where we would serve the whole child. We would invest in the whole family for the betterment of the whole community. And so um, Rise Academy's goal is to be a place where parents re really understand that we're just here to come alongside of you in the gifting and in the role that God has placed you in. Um, and we really just want to be that support system. So we feel as though we're just a piece mm -hmm. to supporting what a family has already been created by God to do. And, um, and wanting our families to know you are, you are just as valued mm. as your child. Yeah. And we believe that without that connection, um, true transformation and true educating can't really take place. Um, and we just believe that God designed the family to be what he uses. And so we wanted to, we wanted to create a place where that was, that was what was necessary for us to flourish too, is that a whole family would be invested, um, not just one student from a particular family. You, you mentioned um, wanting to invest in um, like the, the whole child. Do you feel like public schools, do you think they like fail to do that at times? I think that, in a lot of ways, their hands are tied. Um, I think size plays a big part in it. I think focus on specific measures of success um, play into it. And so I think that with, with the parameters that public schools are given, I think most of them are attempting to do as best as they can by the kids that they have. Mm. Um, I don't think that... I think in our desire to create Rise Academy was not because we thought, oh, public schools aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. It was, oh, God has uniquely given us an opportunity to do something different and to be able to set up a place where we are not confined or defined mm -hmm. by those same parameters of success. And we're really able to allow him to drive and shape us in a way that I think public schools are unable to, to do. Well, we appreciate your uh, concern for uh, the kids in your area and the, the outreach. Family, the community. Yeah. And That's your own kids. Yeah. That's encouraging. Keep it up. Well, God has been gracious to just allow us to be a part of the work he's already doing. So we just pray that he continues to show us where he's guiding. Amen. That's good. Amen. That's good. Duncan, thank you for being on the stoop. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, anytime, anytime. Just give, give us a shout. Uh, running away from groceries for us right now. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's right. That's true. Corn someone corn. else is someone else is uh, gonna cook that food, right? So, ooh, <laughs> take keep that we'll energy. That. 
Love right? It. Okay, I'll believe it. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. See ya. So it was good talking to uh, Joe and Duncan. Um, I think they gave um, great insight as well. They're doing mm-hmm. wonderful things. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to talk to Creston. Yeah. Creston is a buddy of mine. Joe, you have a lot more friends than we thought. Very different from the summer. There's friends. <laughs> I've got friends. You do have friends. In high place. In high place. You got a friend. Right. It's because people have pity on me. No, no, no. You know, got... I'm like the kid at the lunch table all by himself. The Lord has looked upon you. Enough people had pity on me to where now, my lunch table was full. Listen, the lines have fallen for you in beautiful places. Pleasant places. Mostly because well, uh, you're safe. I will say this. Always. I agree because Creston is a great guy. And I want to call him. I mean, all these people we've talked to, I think, are just wonderful. That's true. Wonderful individuals and doing amazing work. Yeah. And so uh, let's see if we can call Creston and uh, he, he, I think Creston homeschool. So that's why I want to get him on here is to, is to have somewhat of a homeschool voice. Yeah. Um, so let's see if he answers. All right. Creston Thomas is the pastor of Christ the Redeemer Church in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. He's married to Alina. Preston, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, man? Can you, can you hear me clearly? I can hear you. Where are you? Where, okay. where are you at? I'm in the uh, I'm in the Little Rock area today. Oh, you're driving? Yeah, yeah, I'm driving right now. Uh, I mean, do you need me to pull over or? No, no, no. You're good. Only you're good. Only if you can drive and right. and talk. No, no, yeah. You're in a limo, <laughs> right? You're in the back of a limousine. <laughs> Normally, if I'm in the back of a limo or something, I'm pretty much um, escorting or helping somebody else. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I'm helping somebody else. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not you, Joe. <laughs> oh, right, right. The last time I rode in the limo, in a limo was never. Actually, you know, a quick funny story. Years ago. <laughs> no, I went with a group to a conference on poverty ministry like ten years ago. And they, or this group that I went with actually got a limo to get us from the airport to this minute, to this conference. And I'm like, this is shameful. <laughs> That's the last time I was in a limo. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Uh, Creston, we are doing a podcast on uh, schooling and we just focused on public school. We kind of made a case for it in our, in our last, um, in our last episode not solely public school. We're, we, we, we are all open to whatever other options may, might be out there. And so that's why we wanted to do a second episode. Part two was what are some of the other things that people are doing? And I know you guys homeschool, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Me and my wife, um, we, um, brought us a public schools and, uh, we actually, um, began homeschooling, uh, when our first child was born about eight years ago. You, so you, you homeschool, but from the day they were one day old. Well, 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 we sort of think it through, I guess. <laughs> I mean, bad track. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I mean, yeah. he's like, so, they were like, learn the alphabet in, yeah. in the hospital. You're going to tummy time hey. and you're going to learn the alphabet at the same time. Hey, no, no, no break at all. Hey, hey, the baby is born. Hey, it's time for school. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, we, uh, actually start the process and start thinking through it and, um, about homeschooling and it is, um, it was something new to us. So like I said, me and my wife, we, um, um, learned so much and, um, you know, through public schools, we enjoy public schools. And, um, so we were kind of 
confused when we started to start researching and everything. What would it look like for homeschooling? Why would we homeschool and things like that? Uh, why should we homeschool? Because we were at, I was in seminary at the time. And the whole culture around us, a lot of people just walking over to homeschooling. And for us, it's like, hey, you know, everybody else is doing it. You know, why are they going this route? And that caused us to kind of do research. And, and you have some out there that are kind of very on the, um, you know, everything is wrong with public schools and, you know, government, you know, everything is bad with government and things like that. And, and for us, looking back at it, you know, we really didn't have that experience in public schools. Um, we, we met a lot of still today my best friends are people from public school mm. um i learned a lot of um childhood um um you know i learned a lot of things you know with my friends you know playing with my friends and things of that nature and, and a lot of my teachers uh they had degrees they was they specialized in these certain areas so um they were able to teach me a lot of things that i still apply in my life mm. so you guys though uh having said that thought, why don't we go ahead and homeschool? Um, you had a passion for it. I'm guessing your wife had a passion for it as well. Yeah, yeah. So we had a passion for homeschool. We want our kids to still have that homeschool, I mean, that public school, um, I guess, experience with, with kids in the community and neighborhood. And we want them to have that experience. But at the same time, though, is that we want to be able to have more time with the kids to be able to give them um, more time to try to reach and grab their heart. Mm. And uh, one thing about, you know, homeschooling um, that kind of convinced us for homeschooling was is that we get to have, you know, pretty much, say it was eight hours a day or five hours a day of homeschooling. We get to know our kids. We get to spend more quality time and not have to rush in the evening. Uh, my mm. kids, my daughters are in gymnastics and my son plays football. And um, thinking about it in public school and, you know, getting out of school and they got sports after then you got to eat dinner, then it's time for bed. It just felt like it was just, everything was so rushed for us in the evening. But now we get to have more quality time, not rushed time throughout the morning with the kids. Then they get to go in the evening to the national sports, get to meet other kids in the community. They get to play with kids in the community. And uh, and we don't have to kind of squeeze in Bible study. We don't have to try to squeeze in devotion time in the evening. We get to do a lot of that doing homeschooling. And so the rest of the day is mostly... Um, the kids are, like I say, just uh, doing um, sports or they're, you know, playing in the neighborhood. And when we get home, have dinner, and the kids get to play video games and things of like that. And we better get rest instead of having to force everything um, with the small window we have in the evening. That's good. So it sounds like you're you're talking about accessibility. You're also talking about um, knowing your particular kids and being able to steward that time. And I've never even met Creston. I just jumped in. I feel like I've heard so much about you. I'm just like, hey, Creston, what's up? Creston, this, this is Stephanie. Meet Stephanie. Hi. I'm one third of hey. the stoop. One third is. I also got Eric on here. How you doing, Creston? Hey, what's going on? No, Thank you guys for having me today. No, no. I'm just like, oh, we just calling fam. So anyway, <laughs> moving on. Where do you, where do you, um, you guys homeschool? Because uh, you're, you're talking about your whole family. So, yeah, where, where does it happen? Is it at home? Is it somewhere else? Is it church? Is it a couple people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we want to, in our community, we are in a very impoverished area. Um, our community um, is, is pretty much all African Americans within the community we're in. But the city is probably about 80 to 90 percent, 85 to 90 percent African American within the, the Palm Bluff uh, area. Um, and so we, uh, we want to be accessible to our community. 
And so what we did was uh, we, we moved the homeschooling into our church. And our church is right there in the community that we were wanting to reach. And so the, so the community we're in, um, my wife gets up in the morning, she, she have, their, have their lunch made out for them, and they travel over to the actual church. And and we're we're there, and for some kids that, you know, might, um, they might do virtual learning. I don't know, uh, in you guys' area, we have a thing called virtual learning. Mm-hmm. So they're still in public school, but if they are fearful of, say, COVID or they just might not want their kids to go to school, right? they still can do the same education, but they can do it at home. Yeah. And so what we have at our church is that for those kids that are doing virtual learning that's at home all day, they can come up as well and be there with us as we go home schooling with our kids. And so, uh, so our kids are still kind of have other kids in the community throughout the day as we're doing homeschooling with them uh, throughout the day at the church. That's dope. And then, how, yeah, how, how, does that, how does that work with, um, like, their schedule and the kids' schedule? I'm getting way too into, into the weeds it's here. because we were trying to I'm do so it. I'm so confused. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, so how you work Crescent, that out? we did this for a little while. We did, we did a little virtual learning center. It was, it was so hard, man. So just hats <laughs> off to you, bro. Seriously. Yeah, well, well, we don't know what we're doing. This is all new for us. Yeah. Um, but, what, but what we do is uh, my, my wife, um, she, um, we're kind of working through curriculums. Uh, I mean, I mean, a lot of the homeschool curriculum, um, to be honest with you, it, it is not it is not diverse in a way of for, you know, say inner city. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff that we're having to kind of add to, you know, certain curriculums. So we kind of put our own curriculum together to be able to kind of, you know, um, allow our kids to be able not to just learn things outside of their community, but things also relatable to the community that they're in. And so it's been hard for us trying to find the right material um, for our kids in our community. And, and at the same time, the kids that are doing virtual learning in the public school that are at the church, they get to jump in and, and, and get to learn some biblical, um, um, you know, biblical studies and things of that nature. If it's books of the Bible, um, they get to kind of, even doing their virtual school, they get to kind of jump in. And, and my wife makes things so fun and so attractive that um, those kids, I mean, they were preferred to be there for my wife to kind of homeschool them with the way she's doing with our kids. But um we're still trying to work through it. We don't know uh, exactly what we're doing. Uh, but we're finding even kids in the community are so attracted to, I guess, the model that uh, mm. we're presenting for them. That's good. Well, what are some of the classes that are part of the curriculum? A um, couple of things um, they're learning, for example, they're just, I mean, it's just a, the math class. Um, they learn, uh, that's, even though I'm engineering, my wife is kind of, uh, kind of gearing all this. And so, so they have the typical same classes that we'll see kind of in the public. So they learn science, math, and things like that. But also they have a time of, for example, a um, time of a uh, the, the, the timeline. So they go through a, a biblical timeline, what happened in history, and things like that. So history would be kind of a, it'll be a biblical timeline, but they also have inserted in there um, things that are not biblical. For example, you learn about certain Asian you know, Asian uh, uh, um, um, kingdoms. Uh, they'll learn more about the Egyptian kingdom. So um, it's just not all of that, hey, it's going to be the Bible and the Bible like all day, every day. 
um, which we love the Bible. We believe in Sola Scriptura. Amen. Um, but right. at the same time, though, is that um, we're able to also let them see um, other cultures and how other cultures have developed, how other communities have developed. Um, they can introduce to other um, uh, various other uh, civilizations and things of that nature. Um, so we, we want them to be have a heart for the nation. We want them to have a heart for the community and not to be afraid of those communities and run from those communities. That's awesome, bro. Uh, and you're you're growing in your own home somewhat of a little town, aren't you? I mean, pretty soon you're going to have a, a population that would fill uh, a small town. <laughs> how, many, how many kids do you have? Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, I've been going all day today. When, when I left today, it was uh, and I haven't talked to my wife, so I, I won't be surprised. Uh, we have some big, uh, some surprising news. So they come, they come that quickly, huh? <laughs> they come pretty quick. Yeah, they yes to do. Yeah, and when they come, they, they can eat. They can eat, brother. Yeah, <laughs> I know about that, brother. Man, our our hats are off to you, bro. We we respect you, and uh, love what you're doing. Yeah, thanks Man, for uh, it. for hopping on the stupid us today. Yeah, yeah, thanks, bro. Yeah. And thank you, guys. And again, um, you know, if we don't intertwine with public schools and, and know our, you know, know our community, um, I think that's I mean, even in a biblical approach. I mean, that's the opposite of William Carey. For example, William Carey was spoke Bengali. You know, mm-hmm. he went there and, and it, within that Bengali community, he was engaged in that community. So I don't believe in. A, I just I'm totally against the homeschool community. That's totally against. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the community that they're living in and the kids that are in the community. Yeah. I, you know, I think how are we going to really, you know, engage them in a, in a very healthy way that we're just missing and just really separating ourselves from them. And so our homeschooling doesn't have anything to do with, it doesn't have anything to do with um, um, the kids in our community or, you know, trying to separate from them. It's mostly just, man, we just want to have more time with our kids. That's, a, that's our whole objective. That's good. That is. Yeah. So. Good word, brother. Yep. And you're you're a good example for others, man. Tell your wife Elena that we said hello and that uh, we're we're encouraged by what you guys are doing. Hey, thank you guys. We're encouraged by what you guys are doing as well. Let's talk soon. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later, man. Later. Peace. Man, I want to go on like a world tour. Yeah. No, for real. We got places we need to go. Yo. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, I think the the point is we just want to say um, that we've got to all think about what's best for our kids, what's best for our mission, what's best for our community. Yeah. And there really isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. I mean, Eric, like we talked about in the last episode, you and I have chosen the public school route. Um, A lot of people in our church have. We're happy with it. We've learned to navigate it. And at the same time, like really interesting stuff going on out there elsewhere. Yeah. With different folks. Yeah, I think they, um, what we hear, I feel like after talking to these, um, these dudes that don't even, even know each other, but the, the theme is to make much of Christ in their particular context. Mm-hmm. However, they can strategically do that. You, if you'll listen to the thread, none of um, them said, we just believe that life revolves around our children, and so we're That's trying good. to do everything to promote their little worlds and their little kingdoms. Mm-hmm. And if anything, they're saying, these are opportunities where we're able to share Christ to make much of Him and stewarding our family. So I'm encouraged. Amen. Check me out in three years. Ask me where <laughs> I'm at. 
maybe yeah. two if I if I teach somebody how to read like Crystal Taylor did. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we'll just hop to all these places. Yeah, we'll see where Sebby is up. Good hanging with you guys. Same. It was a pleasure. Next time, what's next? <laughs> something's next on the something. stoop. Something. But for right we now, we got something cooking. Yeah. Right. Oh, something's we'll cooking. figure it out by next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Join there, us next there, week on the stoop. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's a meal. Thanks for listening to the Stoop Sessions. Be sure to catch us next time. As One Hope exists to build healthy churches in the inner city, check us out and connect at www.onehope.gives.